Hey, what's going on, everybody? Just wanted to come back for a post-show wrap-up. I just got done recording with Nick Luck from the AOK podcast. Uh, we recorded an episode that'll drop this Wednesday on all platforms. Uh, pretty excited about it, actually. I was, I've was i been looking forward to doing this. It's going to drop this Wednesday, which is uh, the 16th. And uh, we talked about DCU, or DCEU, basically the DC Universe. So we were talking about it because there was a lot of uh, delays in DC movies coming out, and it's something that Nick and I like to discuss. Let me, uh, oh, it looks like we have a guest waiting. Let's see who's coming on. Nick Luck should be joining us to talk about what we just discussed on the Life of an Average Joe podcast. Nick, what's up? Woohoo! All right, can you hear me? Okay. <laughs> hey, you're back, man. Yeah, this was great, man. I um, uh, was just basically going on saying what we did today. We recorded the, the episode that will drop this Wednesday, uh, talking about the, the latest going-ons of D.C., yeah, buddy, it worked out really well. I was really happy to talk about that. And um, it took me a bit to get on because I was like, wait, I should be seeing a notification because I'm following you. And I was like, wait, nothing's happening. So I, I scrolled down and it, it said you were, went live. And I thought, okay, cool, I made it. <laughs> it was, yeah, I'm still getting used to this app. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm still getting used to it too, man. Yeah, it was good. I just had to make sure that's safe. Guys, if you want to hear the Life of an Average Show podcast, you can just click my link. I uh, got, got all the information in my profile. And the newest episode with Nick uh, will be on this Wednesday, which is uh, the 16th. And uh, it'll be available on all platforms. We we definitely dive into, uh, you know, I'll say some issues or complaints or concerns regarding DC as far as their live action films go and really their product as a whole um, to talk about. But uh, Nick, so playing off that playing off dc man we, we you know we talked a lot about the movies and all that do you mm -hmm. watch any of the shows like at all anymore or? uh well i've watched peacemaker like three times wait did, well, I, did I say peacemaker or maker that was I, weird it, it could be either <laughs> one of those but i know oh, what wow. you're talking about so. right and i can't get enough of that intro which <laughs> is oh like the way they're God, dancing dude. <laughs> i love that but yeah i've watched peacemaker like three times um I was pretty into Arrow and uh, Flash for a while, but I, I fell off of those. I, I want to go back to Flash because I've seen, um, I haven't seen season three, and I, I know like season three. I've heard season three was pretty good. Arrow, I didn't finish. I got, I just lost interest, but for a while I was really enjoying it. Um, I want to see Legends of Tomorrow. That's probably going to be my next thing I want to dive into, though. So I think I'm going to dive into because one just debuted, I believe, today on HBO Max called the DMZ mm. and it's got um, our homegirl on it uh, Rosario Dawson yes uh, yeah so I don't know much I'll be honest with you I, I know this the, the concept of it is this takes place after the second Civil War uh, not to be confused confused with Marvel's Civil War like the real American Civil War I was about to say we'll crossover <laughs> <laughs> right and, uh, you know, it's funny that whenever I hear Civil War, that's what I think about first now. Every time. I, I know. Sorry, American history. I, I like Marvel's history a little bit, a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Me too. Go Iron Man. Team Iron Man. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, yes, Mr. Bales on his friends. Um, <laughs> Dang, you got me there. <laughs> all the time. 
Unless you're <laughs> well, anyway, I'll stop. But um, <laughs> so, but it sounds cool. And apparently, her character is looking for her daughter. Um, she's you know she's got to get out of she's crossing enemy lines. But it, I'm, I've never heard of it. And the story itself sounds really cool today. You know, I was mm. like, I'm into that. This, you know, second second Civil War, interesting. And I think it just debuted on HBO Max either today or yesterday because I got an alert. And it caught my interest. And that'll probably be the first DC show I've watched in a long time. Yeah. Uh, Peacemaker was definitely... Because oh, yeah. there was a large gap between when I was watching The Flash. Because I was watching it like right as it was coming out. And then... I went over, and then eventually, you know, years later, I watched Peacemaker, and I, I kept sure. seeing Legend of Tomorrow in my peripheral, and I was like, I know I want to watch this, because I like the cast. And I'm, the main reason why I'm going bad to Legend of Tomorrow is because one of my favorite actors, um, Donald Faison, is going to be on there. Okay. Um, I forgot what character he's playing, but he's supposed to be in there for a little bit, at like the latest season. So because of that, I'm like, I finally need to jump on this and see what he's doing. But uh, yeah, it's it, there's a lot of gaps. Unfortunately, um, I, I've fallen so far behind with a lot of the DC live action stuff. Yeah, I, I I have two. I mean, I remember in the beginning it was kind of really all we had, um, yep. and I'm talking back in Smallville days. Um, I watched Smallville pretty religiously, and um, it had its. It definitely went on a little too too you know too far. Um, to get to certain points in the show. But at the time, again, it was all we had. They weren't cranking out product like they are now. And there wasn't streaming services back then. So this was a big deal, you know. And then I I, I got into Arrow, similar to you. I probably bailed on it first, uh, sooner than you did. Um, same with The Flash. I bailed on that too. And then I've never really watched any of the shows except for, obviously, Peacemaker. Um, because that's just such a unique, gosh, that's such a unique show and everything about it is, I mean, I know it's, it's got James Gunn written all over it, obviously, but take that away. Just the casting and everything was just great on that show. Yeah. I mean, from the very first episode, like the moment I saw that intro, I just thought, yeah, I'm going to love this show. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. one One of our mutual friends, Ashley, um, she watched the first episode before I did, um, which was shocked, actually. And she's like, you have to let me know what you think. And I was like, uh-oh. And, and, and her and I have different opinions on superheroes, so it doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But then I watched it, and I was like, okay, I liked it. And then I watched the second one, and I was like, okay. it's The intro's cool. The music's cool. Everything looks cool. It was about the third episode that I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And it was about the fourth episode for her where she was like, you know what? This is not my thing, and this is a great show. Like, yo. <laughs> it, I mean, it, it just, it, they, they killed it. So I'm going to give this DMZ a shot because the story sounds good, the cast out sounds good, and I'm going to give it a shot tonight. I'll, I'll have to let you know what, it, what I think about it. Yeah, definitely let me know. So, because... Um, the whole Civil War thing, eh, I mean, the character does sound interesting, but I feel that I do want to add some more DC into my life. So I feel if this is good, then especially if you recommend it, then I'll definitely uh, check it out. 
Yeah, I'm I'm excited about well, like I said, the cast and the, just the concept of okay, there was a second civil war, and now what happened? How did we get to that point? What are we doing? You know, so I'm. Mm-hmm. It's it sounds different enough for me to give it a give it a shot. And I know you haven't seen the new Batman yet. And by the way, either have I. So guys, don't worry about spoilers. Yeah, sorry about that. I I want to, but my I got COVID. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't matter. I mean, no COVID matters, but um, <laughs> so I'm yeah, caught it once. I'm not trying to catch it again. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, on that. I'm good. I'm good on that. It's over now. Anyway, we have a, we have a war going on, so the COVID Sheesh. doesn't exist anymore. Um, the real civil war. Now I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I'm. I'm really trying not to watch much in regards to Batman. I know that they are planning two spinoff shows on HBO Max. Huh. One of them is with Colin Farrell's Penguin. Interesting. Um, It's interesting. And the other one's supposed to be, it was going to be Gotham PD, because that's what we need, another Gotham show. Uh, Um, hmm. But they changed it to... It's an Arkham show. It's now going to be looking at Arkham almost like a horror story type vibe, I guess they said. Of course, you're in Arkham, so it is going to be like a horror story. Yeah. And, and, and they haven't really dabbled into that. They're still working out the, you know, the angles for that. My question is, are spinoffs getting out of hand? <laughs> Before I answer that, is it bad that when you said Arkham show, I thought of a sitcom <laughs> like with a laugh track? <laughs> like a WandaVision type moment, you know? Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. I would, I would love that. Um, I wouldn't say the spinoffs are getting out of hand, but it just depends on um, what they do with it. My, my question is the, well, I guess the, 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 the classic phrase, uh, quality over quantity, but I'm curious, as, as long as they keep the quality going and it doesn't feel like oversaturation, then sure, but I'm, I, I gotta be honest, I'm, I mean, this might be because, too, I'm, I haven't seen the Batman movie yet, but I don't really care about a spinoff with Penguin. Um, the, the, the Arkham one definitely sounds great, but, yeah, I, I don't, but I, I think with the Peacemaker show, for instance, as a, as a good example, you know, seeing him in action, and of course John Cena helped as well, but seeing the movies, you know, liking John Cena, that made me want to really watch Peacemaker, but, yeah. I guess I'm yeah. gonna. I'll be back after this cutoff. <laughs> All right. So I'm just to follow up with Nick. I haven't seen the Batman yet, so it's it's not fair for me to judge. You know, um, from what I've seen of Colin Farrell's Penguin, I think he looks very interesting, unrecognizable. It's an interesting take on the Penguin. So I'm curious about that. I always thought the Penguin was a good character to bring into the show or bring into the series. I just never thought that uh, Danny DeVito's Penguin was the best. Um, and then the one of, oh, we got a guest waiting. It's Nick. Um, let me bring him on in. Uh, the one that we had in the old series, I thought he was cool too. So I'm not really, I'm not really excited about a penguin Colin Farrell. Welcome back, Nick. A penguin Colin Farrell, uh, you know, show, but it could be interesting, but I do like the idea of Arkham because I think that Arkham is such a pivotal, not moment, a key place in Batman's history and stories. And what goes on in Arkham minus Batman 
has got to be just amazing from, I mean, just think about all the games, the video games we played that have centered around Arkham and, you know, the stories that have centered around Arkham and just, just the day-to-day operations. I think that could be really cool. Right. A phenomenal, uh, four series games and yeah i know origins isn't uh i know a lot of people don't like origins i thought origins was fun but one thing i thought about too is something referenced in peacemaker was when uh peacemaker had that dialogue about how batman isn't really a good hero because he doesn't kill anybody i started thinking about that the other day and it's like going back to like under the red hood for instance how he says uh to to red hood how it would be so easy to kill joker but think of where that's gonna take me if I was to kill him and how to be better. So it's like, there's that argument. And then there's the whole thing where technically with these, and this is uh, the whole Arkham thing is where I'm getting to is I want to see the system, how it works and how it really handles in this, in this universe, how it handles these individuals that have killed so many people, like how, Maybe it's the origins of some of these characters and how it may progress over time and how they may try to rehabilitate them. Because technically, in the real world, the justice system would have axed the majority of these people by now. So well, I'm kind of curious. I, like, I don't know if they would have axed them. They might have said on death row for 57 years. But yes. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Well, I mean, even I, I'm, I'm like, dang, with the severity, it's like, guys, I feel like it's a... I feel it's not even a failure on Batman's part for not killing these people. I think it's a major failure on the justice system. But then again, if the justice system is failing and Batman doesn't do anything about it, I guess it's both a double-edged sword at that point. But I'm really curious to see how Arkham handles this debate, if at all. But I think it'd be great, a uh, great topic to have in that show. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think, you know, even some of the, like, kind of... What comes to mind is like One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, you know, with Jack Nicholson. And mm-hmm. so you're looking at this facility that is a prison. It's a mental facility. It's, it's all kinds of things. You know, you have everybody in there from, you know, Clayface to the Riddler to, you know, other serial killers. Um, Victor Zaz, you know, all those guys. Ooh, yeah, the so, big youth. Yeah, I think it would be really cool to see the point of view from an employee that works there, you know, or employees that work there. And yes, those are, yeah, you know, cause they've got it, whether it's a doctor or a nurse, uh, the, the security, a shrink, whatever you want to call them that are working there in Arkham and they've got to deal with these people. These aren't people that like just have daddy issues. These are people that had daddy issues and killed their dad, you know? Right. Like, <laughs> so I think that would be cool as opposed to just focusing on the mega killers and mega, you know, make it special. Make us, when we see one of those bad guys, make it special. Right. Yeah. It'd be uh, great to see characters like if Aaron Cash, uh, I can't remember if he's an Arkham original character or if he was in the comics. I don't know either, actually. It's been so long since I played that game. Yeah, but it'd be great to see characters like him, like you were saying, people who work there to, to how they interact, especially with um, the whole ordeal that Cash had with uh, Killer Croc with his, with his hand getting that cool hook. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think there'd be a lot of cool, and it'd be, again, another way if you're going to continue with the current Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know there's talks of a, a sequel, and I'm, I'm sure from what I've heard, there's end credit scene or something. Um, again, I haven't seen it, and I don't want to know. Uh, 
if you're going to continue down that path, this would be another great way to tie in the movies and the universe, which quite frankly, again, it's what Marvel does. It's not saying you have to be Marvel, but if you're going to do this anyway, and you're going to create this world, then why not tie them together? Yeah, at least a little bit more coherently. And um, having the occasional, you know, thing that's separate, like um, some of the shows are, that's, I mean, that's cool because it's the whole, it, it kind of connects with the whole multiverse thing, how everything's kind of, you know, in, in its own thing. But having some more connections would be nice. And it, it, it adds a lot more uh, potential and more fun to be to be had, especially with people who are invested in these characters and can see them, do more and other like features like seeing uh, like Peacemaker and Suicide Squad then go into the show and then where else that could lead from there. Well, yeah. And the other cool thing is if they decide to do a Suicide Squad movie again, you can take Peacemaker and bring him right back out, you know, or, or, or for that matter, you could take Vigilante and throw him on the Suicide Squad and people are like, Oh, we know Vigilante from Peacemaker. You know what I mean? Like, and clearly he has a sentence he has to do too because they did reference that he's he's got he's got a body count <laughs> yes exactly so i i think that there's potential and i think that that's one thing that dc has to focus on utilize hbo max you've mm-hmm. got a platform now you can do whatever you want on there they don't care you know they don't have the struggles like disney like disney plus did uh which by the way just want to let everybody know March 16th, all Netflix Disney Plus shows will, or all Netflix Marvel shows, I should say, will be on Disney Plus March 16th in the uh, United States. They were already on other places, but in the United States. So that's going to be a beautiful day. That opens up, <laughs> that opens up doors, man. And it's, yep. it's right before they release, uh, just a couple weeks before they release Moon Knight. Just, a, just, a, just, uh, a few months. Well, more than that. But before they release, you know, the Werewolf by Night, which is their Halloween special, that's going to be dark. Mm -hmm. Um, This gives us potential. Plus, with the announcement of Deadpool 3 coming, being rated R, in the MCU, with Ryan Reynolds, obviously, and um, with the director of Free Guy. And that's... Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say that that opens up a whole lot of doors for Marvel to get a little bit adult and risque. But HBO Max is already that way. So, dude, DC's got the one up on them. Right. And that's what's good, too, is is especially being true to the character, then it works. Like, that was something they mentioned about Deadpool when he was officially coming to the MCU with the whole Fox merger. um, That, you know, Deadpool's solo outings were going to be as they were r-rated and then whenever he's eventually included in other things you know he'll be uh censored a little bit but he'll still you know of course still kind of feel like the character still authentic rather and i remember uh charlie cox was even talking about that with daredevil how he yes wouldn't mind uh if there was like a a lighter tone of daredevil which would make sense as he connects to other Heroes, like if he was to work with Spider-Man, for instance, which of course has happened in the comics, the whole Defenders thing, the, the Defenders have had such a huge team over the years. It would make sense for some of these characters who've had more R-rated, more gruesome uh, sides in their own solo outings that it would be lightened a little bit to 
blend a little well with other characters who don't have that or even vice versa. Yeah, it, it would, it, it makes sense because I mean, you could take Deadpool. So I just watched uh, not too long ago since we're bouncing to Marvel for a second. I just, um, I was watching, uh, my son wanted to see some Deadpool. Now, mind you, my son's poor, so he's not watching Deadpool. Okay. <laughs> it's not happening. Good call. <laughs> it's not happening. But for Christmas, he got a Deadpool action figure. Um, nice. Yeah, because really the short story, not to take up too much time, was it used to be my action figure from years ago, and I found him in one of my boxes, and I put it in a stocking. Okay, that's all. You know, oh, like, it lives on. Yeah, I was like, this is cool, you know. And um, he was like, oh, that's Deadpool because he knows it from seeing the little icon, but he doesn't know anything about Deadpool. And he wanted to watch Deadpool. I'm like, sorry, buddy. I'm like, there's too much swearing, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I found Deadpool in the old Spider-Man 90s uh, cartoon on Disney+. Plus. So we watched it, and he was like, cool. Now, obviously, that's not the same R-rated Deadpool, but you still understand who Deadpool is. You still got the idea of who he is as a character and his smart aleck comments and his language like you still got the idea so they can do that without tarnishing the deadpool image and still give us both versions and to me it's the best of both worlds nick i'll bring you back if you got time okay so um and guys if you guys want to jump on you know by all means jump on well you're gonna have to cut cut in line because nick's there but what i was saying is that it, it won't hurt the character if you do that whereas hbo They've already got the R-rated platform. They can do whatever they want. Not to say that every superhero needs to be R-rated, by the way. Um, I just think that certain ones are appropriate, obviously. You know, Punisher, uh, Daredevil, we've seen the R-rated version, and that works. Nick, welcome back. Hey. We're talking about uh, R-rated superheroes. Not to say that every single character that is R-rated even needs to be R-rated 24-7. Right. Um, Daredevil would work perfect. And I mean, if you, if Daredevil was a main character in No Way Home, he would have worked perfect. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, that cameo, I'm still mad that when I was watching that movie, I was with the chillest, like 20 people ever. I, I, I was like the only person like, woo, just getting excited with all the great scenes. And I thought, man, this is, this is a first. <laughs> I'm not used to this. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got blessed. I had a ton of people around me yelling. Nobody minded when I dropped a couple bombs out loud. Oh, I did too. I, didn't, I couldn't even help it, dude. I just, right. <laughs> you know? Um, but, you know, again, though, the comparison is HBO Max is a platform that is not worried about its content. So... Being R-rated, having a dark Gotham Arkham Asylum show, you could do that on HBO Max, no issue. Yeah, it's great, too, that both sides realize they they don't have to be so concerned about censorship because people enjoy that, especially if it's not, if if it's within the character's means, if it makes sense to the character and what kind of world they're in, like the Netflix adaptions of Luke Cage, Daredevil, it all made sense because of the environments of what they were in. They were all in New York. It was all gritty stuff. I mean, you can't be in a place called Hell's Kitchen and it not seem hellish. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and Daredevil in the comics, even, I, I yep. mean, you know, and 
the Punisher. I mean, I don't have to say anything else. The Punisher, oh, yeah. you know, especially you, you can get a PG version, PG thirteen version of the Punisher if you have to. Yeah, but just like Ghost Rider, he needs to be R rated for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and you can you still know, get away with the PG thirteen too. Whenever they meet up with other characters, like you know the Captain Americas, Spider Mans, etc. Yeah, sure. Well, and then if you look at DC, DC's got some of those characters too. Lobo is a prime example. Oh yeah, weren't Lobo they supposed to do a Lobo? Be... What'd you say? Weren't they planning to do Lobo at some point? They were, and I know Lobo made his debut on what was that show? Was it Krypton? Last Son of Krypton? Did he make oh. it? Did he? Did he make oh, that show? Oh, I forgot sure. about that. Yeah, he did, and they were bringing Doomsday on. I don't know, man. Didn't that show get canceled though? Probably did because I I literally forgot that was even a thing. Holy yeah, crap! Yeah, I watched a couple episodes and I liked it, man. It looks good. I I completely forgot about it. Wow. Yeah, that was that was before Superman. This was like the prequel. Yeah, man. Yeah, that that's a good potential show too, especially with having a character like Lobo in there because that's that's a great character to utilize. Yeah, I need to go back and watch that. But I remember when I when I read. I might have even wrote about it actually, but um, that they were they were bringing Lobo in and they showed his picture and I'm like, well, I don't know, but maybe. And then I never got to watch it again. So, but Lobo is another perfect example of an a dark R-rated character that they that's kind of obscure. I mean, people that are fans of DC know about him, but the general world doesn't. Um, you could bring yeah, him on, was... and it would work. Oh, sorry. No, yeah. He was, uh, yeah, he was briefly in the Justice League cartoons, and I know a lot of people watch those. I don't know if he, f- I'm pretty sure he was featured in the Superman cartoon as well. That you know was the pr- pr- uh, what's it called the the prequel, I guess, to the Justice League, just like the Batman cartoon was, was too. That. I didn't know that. I could be wrong. I, I feel like he was maybe in there at one point. I can. I, it's been so long since I've seen the cartoon, but I know he was in the Justice League cartoon. I want to say. Either the, um, I think it was the original one when Superman was believed to have been dead and Lobo came in like, hey, looks like you need a replacement. And that was very short lived. <laughs> yeah, Lobo is kind of like the dead, Deadpool Punisher com- combination, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he could work. He could work. Yeah, so uh, I read about those. And, and going back to the original question on the spinoffs, I don't necessarily think spinoffs are getting out of hand either. Or, it's like one hand, I think they're getting too much. Like everybody's like, oh, we're going to do a spinoff. Like they have mild success and they realize instead of doing a movie, they'll just do a spinoff series because it's cheaper and it can reach more households. And because the whole landscape of the movie theaters have changed. It's just, yeah. I mean, even Batman that came out did really well in the movie theaters, but it's not, it probably didn't do what it would have done three years ago. Yeah. And the great thing, too, about the shows is even when they do miniseries, like what a lot of the Marvel shows are and so forth, it's great because you get more than what a movie could give you because you don't feel like it's as rushed, at least in most cases. Some shows, unfortunately, um, in general on streaming services, sometimes have that still that rushed feeling because of production hell or whatever. But it gives you a lot more to work with because, unfortunately, 
movies can often feel rushed because there's so much content they feel they have to go through. Whereas with TV shows, you can slow burn it and actually be able to flesh it out a lot more. Yeah. You bring that up. That's a great point because when you're doing a movie, you've got this two hour window or, you know, even over two hours a little bit to get everything in. And that's hard. You know, it's amazing what they cram into movies. We're over here complaining that the new Obi-Wan series is only six, six episodes. And we're like, but that's six hours. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that's, three movies worth. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, you know, well, I, I am kind of bummed out because the Mandalorian was eight and then book of Boba Fett was what? Seven. And then, oh, yeah. and then Kenobi six. We're going in the wrong direction, people. Yeah. <laughs> technically but, Boba was shorter because technically like the last two were more like Mandalorian episodes, but that's true. I'm not complaining. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know what I mean? So if you think about it, that's mm-hmm. six episodes or six hours that they're going to flush out a story. That's a long time. That's more than we get from a movie. Yeah, definitely even a better route to Snyder, go. Even if it's a Snyder cut, you know, it's still more. So uh, we're pretty lucky to have anything. So I think a TV show, I think for some of these characters, like a Lobo, um, if you are doing an Arkham story, and even the Penguin, TV show works out much better. I it agree. Just it's definitely good. So as we wrap this up, so I'm going to have to get going here, guys. We just want to talk about the post show here. You'll see the Life of an Average Joe podcast where Nick and I really dive into the DCEU. That's so hard to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can see that uh, on the Life of an Average Joe podcast this Wednesday. Uh, anywhere you find your favorite platforms, click on the link in my profile. Uh, Nick's podcast as well, both of them. Click on his link. It'll take you to his link tree. Check out all the stuff. I think the last one that he did on the AOK podcast was about the Hulk. But there's a whole ton of other stuff on there. Gives you the links to his website, uh, his Instagram, all the social media outlets that you need to, to waste time and have fun with. Uh, they're all on there. And uh, we're going to wrap it up, though. So the final question, Nick, final statement with your minute 55. What is one DC show that you would like to see? Like a DC character, DC whatever team that you would like to see turn into a show, not a movie? Uh, Green Lantern Corps, because I know that's because I, I love the animated series that they did that canceled after a season. I want to see another Green Lantern. I give that another shot because their show would be phenomenal. Yeah, I think so, too. And I, I talked about doing that on HBO Max. I know that's still on the docket for them to bring in a new series. But so far, we haven't heard anything about that. No casting, no directors, nothing. Uh, uh, I'm going to go Martian Manhunter. I think that... Uh, a Martian Manhunter show would give you the give us the attention it needs to develop the character, learn his history, have him interact with other people, and then you could possibly bring him into a movie. I know he had his little late cameo in the Snyder Cut, but I'm talking about really bring him into a movie down the road. I think a series would be cool, whether that's limited or, you know, a full couple seasons. I think that'd be fun to talk about. They're fun to see um, because he has so much interaction with so many different characters. Oh, yeah. Another great character I loved. Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Nick's breaking stuff, so that means it's our cue. (laughs) The wind knocked over my grill. (laughs) I appreciate everybody. Thanks for listening to Wisdom. Go ahead and click on the links for both Nick and myself. We'll be back, uh, you know, kind of doing this random just like Nick is. The Life of an Average Joe podcast pops up every Wednesday on all platforms, as well as Trash Talk, my other project, every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Nick will be on that in a couple weeks. 
And uh, Nick, I'm out of here. Thanks for joining me on Wisdom. And hey, thanks for recording with me today, man. Oh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. And thank you all for listening. It is great to uh, have done this. See you guys next time. Later.